Welcome to the NTD Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Robert Miller. I'm the director of the NTD Church Loan Fund and the new NTD Foundation. And we're excited to bring you another episode today on our leadership podcast. And I have a very special guest with us today. It's my pastor and friend, Pastor Jason Exley of Life Church in Midlothian, Texas. Pastor Jason, thanks for joining us today. Oh my goodness, what an incredible joy and honor it is to be here with you and uh, with everyone that's listening online today. Absolutely. So tell us about your church quickly. I know sure. you planted the church. You're a church yeah. planner. So so we planted our church um Oh my goodness, uh, 15 years ago. So Life Church officially launched on April 16th, 2006. So, when you were a teenager, it looks like. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, our teenage church is uh, 15 years old. It's going through driver's ed right now, learning how to be able to navigate some things on its own. So it's been fun to watch it for a decade and a half just become the church that God wants it to be. And way to throw a pandemic in the middle of those teenage oh years, word. right? Yes. How to navigate that. What a moody church. <laughs> well, I will say for all our listeners, as you all know, I travel and speak, but Life Church is my home church. And so Jason and Renee are my pastors. And it is an, uh, an honor to be here with you today as well. And this topic, I get to see uh, live and in color every week that we're going to talk about today. So it's nice to have the behind the scenes process. As, yeah. as I've pastored before, I, I this is a valuable topic today. We're talking about how to build a sermon series. Absolutely. So we're following up on our last episode of an annual preaching calendar. If you haven't listened to that yet, check out all of the uh, sources that you listen to our podcast, and it'll be a great uh, segue into our topic today. Uh, we talked about building an annual preaching calendar. Today, we're going to talk about sermon planning. Uh, the end of the year is approaching, and have, I don't know about for you, Pastor Jason, but it's getting here really quick. Uh, this year has, has just flown by with everything that's been thrown at us, and now all of a sudden it's December, uh, and here we are talking about planning for a new year. Uh, so I want to just jump into this today, and the, you know, the holidays, everything that's going on, it's a good time to start thinking about next year. Uh, you know, For me, I always loved preaching around the holidays because it was kind of a layup. I knew what I was going to be preaching topic-wise, right? I mean, right. it's the holidays. Yep. Yep. You know? It's kind of like Easter. Uh, you, you should have a pretty good uh, idea of what you're talking about for Easter. So this was always a time when I used those times to start thinking about future planning. And so yeah. a new year's coming up. It's a perfect time. I think most of our pastors are, are probably excited to be thinking about something new instead of addressing COVID all the time. Uh, so we're going to be talking about how to build a sermon series uh, today. I love it. Uh, so I want to just jump in today. It's kind of an interview style. Pastor Jason's going to be sharing some of their uh, practices at Life Church and how they do this. And I will tell you, as a new pastor, because we have all levels of ministers, uh, people listening to this podcast, as a new pastor, uh, I, I recognized that when I got in, I was a week-to-week -week guy to begin with. I was learning to preach, right? Yeah. So I'd find a topic, a scripture, a story, something, and I'd build on it for that week. And then next thing I know, I was done, and Sunday was coming again, or Wednesday was coming again, and I was having to grind over this week in and week out. And I was part of a pastor's cohort one time and uh, with Pastor Brian Jarrett, and we were talking about this idea of sermon series and preaching calendars, and it was like revelational to me of how it changed my ability to communicate because I had all these big ideas, but I didn't know how to put them together, you know, and kind of plan them out and, and build around those things. And so uh, for, for me, sermon series was a game changer, uh, and there's a lot of different ways to do it. So I know we're going to talk about some best practices and things today, but let's just talk about where do we begin uh, with a sermon series? Talk about that with sure. process. Man, that's a great question. Um, where to begin? Because really, the year is a series of series, right? And I'm so glad you guys on the last podcast already talked about designing a preaching calendar. I'll, I'll tell you, as a young pastor, when I started out, um, 
like you just said, I was week to week and it just, it was always easy to preach the thing that was most comfortable to me, right? The thing that I, I already had a good grasp on. So as a youth pastor on Wednesdays, man, I would preach, you know, be the light to the lost, bring your friends to know Jesus, evangelize, evangelize. And and when I got done, um, after a few years of youth ministry, I was like, man, I, I really harped on the idea that these kids have a responsibility to win the lost, but the whole rest of the Bible these students are probably pretty clueless about. Right, right. And uh, so God gave us the whole Bible. And so as we work through that preaching calendar, it helps us be able to even preach uncomfortable parts that maybe we weren't comfortable with. Uh, You've been at church in the month of November. I I preached a week-to-week sermon series expository through Malachi. Malachi. And I I said this on last week's podcast. I gave you a shout-out. I said, I don't think I've ever heard a series. I've heard a message on giving or a giving topic, you know, from Malachi. But that was, I'll I'll give you props for that, to do a whole series through the book of Malachi. Man, and it was so exciting and it it causes you as a leader to have to dig deeper and grow Mm -hmm. Uh, so you're often preaching to yourself first before you're preaching to others and uh, so for me um Obviously, when I'm walking through a sermon series, I, I I overlay our sermon series because I pray for, I ask God to give us direction for the whole year, right? So, um, so I'm always going to start January with a sermon series on vision. Mm-hmm. And the reason I preach in series rather than a bunch of standalone messages, there's probably two big reasons that jump out to the top of my head. Uh, one, I do series rather than standalones because most people, most of our churches have pretty um, uh, pretty varied attendance, sure. right? I think there's a bar in our research that I read, like this would have been pre-COVID, but it said people that show up to church once every three weeks consider themselves regular churchgoers. Right. Right. So if I'm going to put all of my eggs in one basket and preach one great message, then that means two-thirds of my church didn't hear didn't it. Didn't hear it, right. So as I build a series, I, I, can, I can let it just percolate a little bit longer. And so, so I can add layer upon layer. Just it's you know my wife doesn't cut onions. Um, that's my job <laughs> as the husband of the house. And so I, but uh, every time I'm cutting onions, I'm reminded of the layers. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how a sermon series looks like. Each layer builds on what you just said before, and it segues to the next thing. So, uh, for me, January is a great time to kick off our brand new vision. Here's here's what we're going to emphasize this year. Here's what we're about this year. Here's what you're going to here this year. Um, and then we interweave that vision for the year um, throughout different elements. It's going to be on our calendar. It's going to be what we talk about. We're going to find people to engage it, even takeaways from the sermon series after that. So I think I hear what you're saying is your sermon series, you do plan around your calendar. Yeah. You know, the topics of the sermon series or the theme of the sermon series. Right. And so we, so that calendar you guys just talked about last week, right? For, for we use in our, in our vocabulary, we use the words, our, our, our growth season when visitors are coming and the church is growing and our building season when maybe the visitor coming through the doors isn't as strong, mm-hmm. but it's when we put down some deeper building sure. roots. And so, so more of a discipleship season and a new new attender season. Right. Okay. So so are those sermon series, whether it's a topical series or whether it's an expository series, for us kind of overlays that with the calendar. So and for us, our, our growth seasons, when new visitors are coming... January, February, September, those kind of starting to the new school semester years for us are growth season. So we'll probably hit a topical series based on felt needs. 
So we want to find that trigger point that's in our community. What's the, what's the pain point? That's good. And and be able to address the pain point or the unanswered questions through the lens of scripture, mm-hmm. right? And then as we get to our discipleship, uh, our building series, uh, for us it's the summertime, it's it's November time, it's some of those others where we will go slower through a book of passage. We'll go slowly through Malachi. Mm-hmm. We'll go slowly through the Lord's Prayer. We'll go slowly through the Sermon on the Mount, and we'll go verse by verse or expository. So those are kind of our growing times and our building times that we overlay what type of series do we want to do over our church calendar. Okay. So you mentioned that already. I want to just go a little deeper into that. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do sermon series. Some some uh, communicators like to just go through books of the Bible. Some like to take a theme or, a, like you said, a felt need uh, and build around that. Some just maybe take a scripture that's ministering to them or speaking something. Uh, others may do it over uh, a book that, they, that they've learned something from. So walk us through the different types of sermon series that you plan and build around and, and how you do that. Yeah. Well, I, I like to vary my, 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 my preaching approach because I think there's a lot of different learners out there. That's and true. So I, I want to try and have something for everybody, uh, especially in, in our setting where we have people who are brand new believers that know absolutely nothing about the Bible. And then we have Bible college professors. Right. Uh, and so I want, I want everybody, new and old, to walk out from that message going, huh, that was something good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you've never planned a sermon series before, if this is brand new water you're treading into, but probably the easiest way to begin is simply to, to pick a book of the Bible and just go verse by verse because the Bible's already outlined it for you. That's great. And so if you've never done a series before, if you're always going from week to week trying to preach what you're super, super, super passionate about, then I would encourage you pick a book of the Bible Pick Philippians, pick Galatians, dig deep, understand the context. Because when we preach expository series, we get a greater return on our preparation time. Like if you're going to pull out all those commentaries and Bible dictionaries and you're going to do the research, and, and then if you're doing a series, all of that prep time, all of that work that you have dug and dug and dug and dug, man, you're going to get a greater return on all of that preparation because rather than just putting all of that into one message, Man, you can just drip that for two, three, four weeks. That's so and good. And you can spread out all of that work over several weeks. I think we've all had those days where we preached, and we just thought it was the best message we ever put together and, and delivered, and it rained, and so the crowd was down. Or, right. you know, it was hunting season, and so a lot of people were gone. You're like, I wasted that good message. Listen, <laughs> I should have saved it. So I like what you're saying is you can build on it, and it's not just all in one time. You know, you can deliver four incredible messages in a series like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the, the just a natural flow of the book of the Bible already helps you, whether you're going verse by verse or you're going big idea, big idea mm-hmm. throughout a book of the Bible, mm-hmm. but, but it helps. So, so I think expository Bible preaching is phenomenal. Um, I think topical felt need series helps uh, when we hit those those felt needs in people's lives. Like, what's the issue that needs to be resolved? That's the tension point, whether it's families. Uh, for many years, I would do a family series from Mother's Day to Father's Day. Such great bookends to start sure. with what the Bible says to a mom and end with what the Bible says to the dad and then deal with families in between there. Um, because that's such a tension point in our world today. And when Absolutely. we're able to identify those tension points, we create engagement, right? Mm-hmm. People come back 
because they're wanting to know more about that. Whether whether it's man, I just want to have meaning in life. Um, it's kind of was our our big September series this right. year, restored, becoming who God wants you to be. And was it was great. it was I just want I want to have some kind of meaning in life. I I don't want to feel like all of this was in vain. Yeah. And so once you figure out that that engagement point, that tension point. You can build your introduction off of that. You can find the answer to the questions people are asking in the Bible because the Bible already has the answer in right. it. That's so good. Uh, you mentioned the Restored series. I, I think that sometimes may help our our listeners today think a little bit outside the box because you just took a theme of restoration and you went nine different ways with it, which was amazing. You know, you talked about restoring uh, relationships, uh, how God restores us to yeah. humanity. You talk about, uh, you know, re- restoring, um, you know, things that are lost. I mean, it was just incredible how you did that around the theme of restoring an old car yeah. uh, uh, back to new. But so I, I like that to to just sometimes you just get the big idea, right? Yeah. And then you can go a lot of different ways with it, but you keep the theme together and that becomes a series, right? Right. So I, I think, you know, I, I, I love series, and I love the metaphors that, that a series gives us. Um, and, and I try to not, how do I put this in words? I, I, I don't want to be totally obsessed with the metaphor that I have to force Scripture. That's For instance, good. you know, if I'm doing, you know, life is a circus, and I have all this circus metaphor, and then I'm in Paul's epistle where he's talking about, you know, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to make that stretch, right. but I think there's some great metaphors in the restoration. The, the whole Bible is, is a book of the restoration. The theme of it, sure, sure. Uh, how, how God wants to restore humanity, and, and everybody has something that's been lost, a dream that's been lost, a family that's been lost, hope that's been lost, a marriage that's been lost, finances have been lost, health that's been lost. And so so that, that theme of restoration, man, I think it just resonated with so many people. Yeah, it addressed a lot of real needs and and real life where people were. So you've mentioned this a couple of times and just walking us through your series planning. uh, And you mentioned it kind of fits on your calendar. I think another misconception some people may have is, you know, how long should a series last? Is it month to month? Is it holiday to holiday? Or what about we have this on our church calendar? Or what about holidays or, you know, guest speakers and missionaries and all that? So talk us through just a little bit about the length of the series and and how you choose that based on what you're doing. Yeah. So again, um, you know, back to back to looking at the calendar, so 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 important because there are some natural starting and stopping points. I think you have to consider the length of the attention span that people have. I think people's attention span is shorter and That's shorter. So true. Yeah. And uh, you know, we got used to. Uh, I grew up in the generation of Friends, right? The TV show Friends, right. which was you know twenty one minutes of programming, and then you add your commercials in between there, and and people check out after twenty one minutes. It's true. And that that's attention span. So I think with how long does a series last? I think we look for some natural breaks that that whether they're calendars and it's the month, you know, first Sunday of the month is kind of a typically big Sunday because people are like, oh man, I should get back to church Mm -hmm. this month. So it's a great time to start a new idea, you know, blank new month, blank page, new series. But there's some other times that you can go a little bit longer. And again, is it a growth season with a lot of visitors coming through and, or is it a discipleship season? For us, we typically go longer in the summertime because that's where we do fit in a uh, an expository 
six week, eight week uh, walk through through the summertime. But there's some there's some great natural natural breaks in there. We typically do four week series or month long series, and when a new month starts, a new series starts for the most part. Um, sometimes we do go a little bit longer. Our restored series went eight weeks, and mm-hmm. part of that was trying to get the car finished up right. for the big reveal at the end that we were restoring a 1973 Mustang. Um, but I, I think you got to know your crowd. You got to know, you start with the end in mind. That's good. Yeah, and talk so, about that. So I think when you start with the end in mind, you, you know what you want it to look like, whether you're drawing people to a point of decision making, whether you're drawing people to to the altar, whether you're drawing people to some evangelistic commitment, whether you're drawing people to deep in prayer or communion, whatever the end result of that series is, it takes time to to get people willing to commit. It takes time to get people willing to understand it. And, uh, and that's why layered preaching continues to emphasize that point. I think that's good. You mentioned that having the end in mind, what's the heart? What's, and I think that will help our listeners today tie how, how to plan for this to what are we trying to accomplish, right? Are, are we wanting to launch life groups? Are we wanting to do a big evangelism event? Are we wanting to do an invite push? And if that's the end, then build that through a series to lead right. people on that path of that spiritual journey you're wanting to take yeah. them on with that end goal in mind. I think that's so, so valuable. So as a pastor, you know, your job is, is what, what do they say? Take people from here to there, right? right? And they don't know where the there is. And so you got to paint that picture for them. And that's what preaching is right. through the lens of scripture. And and so if we begin with the end in mind, then I'm not just preaching. I'm taking people on a journey. There's a destination. That's good. So in thinking through that, how far out do you start planning in advance your series? I know we talk about putting dates on the calendar and big ideas on the calendar, but getting into the meat of a series, walk us through how you do yeah. that. So I, I, about once a quarter, I'll sit down with my team. And, I, man, my team is valuable. And, uh, and if you don't have a team... Uh, don't don't let that stop you because uh, the only thing that's keeping you from having a team is you. Because all it is is an ask. Right. It doesn't have to be a full time person. Doesn't have to be a paid person. It it can be uh, it can be one, two, three, four people. All you have to do is ask somebody. Would you come in and be a resounding board? Would that's you come good. in and give me some ideas? Ask a school teacher. Uh, they know how to teach. Yeah. Uh, ask uh, an administrator. Ask ask a businessman. Ask somebody to come in and just say, "Hey, could you come and be a part of helping me map out?" That's good. A series. And so we about once a quarter we'll sit down and we will start to outline the the Bible verses, the key ideas, um, the takeaways. Well, we want people talking when they go home what the end result is. And so we'll, we'll set a whole day aside once a quarter and map out like the next quarter's worth of outlines of the week-to-week series. Okay. Um, it, it's work, but here's the deal. Like if you know you're going on vacation, like what happens? Right. You, you, you work hard to get everything done. Put together, yeah, yeah. before you go. Yeah. So I got to do everything I, I need done now, and I got to do everything that needs to be done next week because I'm going to be gone next week. And so all of a sudden you concentrate. Well, when I know that we have our creative team planning and we're going to be working on sermon series for the next quarter, 
man, it makes me be focused because right. all of a sudden I don't want to show up. I don't want to be the guy that shows up to a meeting with no, no plan. And so I'm going to work hard to know where I want to go. I've prayed, I've outlined, I've investigated, I've researched, I, I sketched an idea out. But that idea I sketched out is not set in stone because I want my team to be able to, to talk out loud. There's incredible discovery that happens when we talk out loud. Mm-hmm. And we hear ideas from other people. And they may have experiences or going through or hearing feedback from people in the church that helps you address that you're on the right. It's almost confirmation sometimes. Yeah. Hey, we're on the right yeah. track. And I, you know, my team knows people in our church so well. They, they know their strengths. They know their, mm-hmm. what they're praying for. They know their pain points. So they bring that to the table. They bring their creativity to the table. But they may be better suited to preach one of those messages in our series than I would be. Sure. Uh, they may know somebody in the church that has a great testimony that would fit in so well with one of those sure. messages. Sure. And so it's not just one person trying to think up the best approach. It's a handful of people trying to get the best from each of us. That's great. We've got a few minutes here. There's two more things I want us to just kind of walk through before we talk about some final uh, thoughts and resources here. Uh, I think one of the intimidating things maybe for some uh, pastors today is the the design part of it, the creativity part of it. They have a great idea. They have a great topic. They have uh, a passion for the direction they want to go. But how do I how do I brand this? How do I put the, you know, uh, we see these churches with incredible graphics. You know, they got yeah. the catchy name. They got the catchy uh, theme the fancy logo. They got all this that goes with it. And I think that may be sometimes one of the the, the barriers to keep people from doing some serious planning because they don't know how to do that part of it. Uh, I know part of it's resources, part of it's team, people with abilities and that kind of stuff. But just talk about the design and the creative part of it for those that are, are thinking through that part. Yeah, great, great, great question. Um, I'll, well, I'll say this. we um, What helps a design team whether you have a team of people that does it or whether whether you are the team right. that does it the what helps the design process is to be able to know what what's the not just what the title is but what's the subtext or what's the big idea so when we know what the big idea is Man, that will help a design team know what kind of graphics, what kind of feeling to put into into the artwork, into the promotional stuff, into an intro video, into a voiceover. Um, so let's go back to the restored idea, right? It wasn't just restored. It was restored. And then the big idea was becoming who God meant you to be. Mm-hmm. Not who I want to be, but who God, God meant you yeah. to be. And so that was the big idea that let our design team begin to run with creativity on it. Uh, so whether, again, knowing the big idea will help a design team. And it doesn't have to be professional. Um, it doesn't have it, what I, what gave me peace of mind one time was I heard a, a pastor that's a mentor in my life and he told me Jason every sermon doesn't have to be an A plus hmm. like you don't have to you don't have to kill yourself making every sermon bigger and better than the last one that's good. and uh, so sometimes it's just going to be a B and that's okay because mm-hmm. a B is still a great grade. And so look at your calendar and know where my A's at. Man, I'm going to have an A in January. I'm going to have an A in September, right? I'm, I'm going yeah, to have some A's in there that we're going to work extra hard at. But it's okay to have a B in there. Um, I'm kind of a perfectionist, so I don't want too many B's. Right. But you know what? I, I also I, I know my team, and, and I don't want them to be 
feeling like, man, this has to be better than last month. Right. No, this has to be better than last month. Because yeah. how many times can we keep beating last yeah. month? And it's amazing what God can do with a B. Yeah. <laughs> if that's, if we give him our best still and it's a B, yeah. God can do great things with it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that uh, is a great thought, too, because the branding is important. I, I believe, you know, the excellence part of that, and uh, it helps draw people in. It helps people stay connected to it. Uh, but I think it is more than clever branding, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if it's... Here's where I land on all of this, right? At the end of the day, it's it's not clever branding. My job is not a marketing job. Uh, my job is to communicate the Bible. So at the end of the day, it's not clever branding. It's Holy Spirit-inspired, applicable preaching. That's good. That's what I want to do. I want the Holy Spirit to inspire His Word so that it brings life change to people, that they can apply it. Now, I want to do that as creatively as I can, but I don't want to be so lost in the creativity at the expense of the Bible. That's good. And so my goal is to faithfully preach God's Word in a way that opens up the possibilities for genuine life transformation. At Life Church, our vision statement says it's all about changed lives. Amen. And that, that's what we want to see, and that's what God's Word does. It changes lives. How else do you focus on your series? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I, I, for me, uh, prayer, uh, and I know I, it, it's, it's a given on this podcast, but I don't want to just assume mm-hmm. because anybody can Google sermon ideas and you can, you can find all kinds of already done for you stuff sure. out there. Uh, but I would encourage every one of our listeners to pray Pray as you plan the calendar. Pray as you plan your series. Pray as you investigate and study the Word of God. Pray as you prepare yourself to preach. Pray that you would be an effective channel uh, that God could use to bring His Word to life inside of people. That's so good. That's so rich. Thank you, Pastor Jason, for walking us through how you and your team prepare sermon series and uh, how Life Church goes about that. I think it's so uh, affirming for many today who are in the daily grind and the weekly grind yeah. of this, but that we also have some listeners that are still trying to, to find ways to improve uh, or, or do something new. And so thanks for sharing those things today. Uh, here at the North Texas District, we want to be a resource. Our, our uh, belief is that we're here for you, and one of the ways is to resource our pastors. So uh, Pastor Jason, I always ask this question to our guests at the end of our episode. Uh, because uh, I know a lot of people are putting together their 2021 reading list. You know, yeah. you probably have a goal of some yep. books you want to read, and you're starting to buy those, plan those out. So tell our listeners about a book that you're reading, and then I always ask to give an elevator pitch of why we should read it. Sure, sure. So a great book that I'm, I'm, I'm almost done reading right now is called Canoeing the Mountains, Christian Leadership in Uncharted Territory by Todd Bollinger. Okay. It's uh, the story of Lewis and Clark. If you remember Lewis and Clark, they were on an expedition to find the Pacific Ocean. And they thought there was a waterway that would connect the East Coast to the West Coast. And so they were canoeing upstream the river, thinking that eventually the river would, they'd find the head of the river and then they'd be able to maybe cross a little hill and then find another waterway going downstream towards the Pacific. They never knew the Rocky Mountains were there. So they had canoes, they had prepared their expedition by waterway without realizing that there was this incredible, immovable obstacle in their way. So when they ran into the Rocky Mountains, everything changed. 
they weren't prepared for that. They didn't have the right clothes. They didn't have the right gear. They didn't have the right equipment. Their team didn't have enough food. And so all of a sudden they had to navigate their leadership to change, not just those two guys making it to the Pacific Ocean, but those two guys taking their whole team with them. They had to have the leadership quality to be able to navigate big obstacle changes. So wow. right now, walking through 2020 and all of the uncharted territory that's, we've been in, it's it's been a great book to read. That's so fitting for uh, for this year and going into a new year. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, thank you, Pastor Jason, for being our guest today on the NTD Leadership Podcast. Uh, to all our listeners today, make sure to download, share uh, on, on whatever platforms you're listening to us on. If you have any feedback for us, want to share any uh, success stories or how you've implemented what we're doing or any new future ideas for uh, topics, Uh, send us an email to podcast at northtexas.ag. God bless you guys from all the leadership here at the North Texas District. We're here for you. We're praying for you. We love you. Thank you.